Hey everyone, it's Jamie Crozier here and welcome to the Organize Like a Pro podcast. I hope wherever you are and whatever you're doing, you are having a great day. How has your week been? Oh man, I'm going to be honest with you. My week has been hard. My father-in-law passed away this week as I'm making this recording and it's been difficult. It's been hard on the kids and the whole family and, you know, just watching my husband start the process of grief and all the questions and the mixed emotions of being happy that he's no longer in any pain and he's not sick anymore and yet being sad that we are going to miss him here on this earth. It's a weird place to be. So For a living, I am pretty much an organizer. (laughs) Um, I organize calendars and meetings and schedules and spreadsheets and, you know, all the things. And I got to thinking about, you know, in times like these, what do we do? There was a podcast episode we did not too long ago over the summer uh, about the same thing, you know, when a friend passed away, like how, how do we process through, especially if you're like me, an organizer, where every minute and every day is pretty much planned and you know what you're going to do and you know where you're going to be and all the meetings and all the things when the unexpected happens, when your life is interrupted with something like this, how do you process that? Everyone processes things differently. So it's interesting today, we are going to hear from a lady named Everett Maxine. I love her name. And I want to tell you a little bit about her story. Everett Maxine says at the age of 10, she experienced her first great loss, which was when her great aunt passed away. And then, you know, going into high school, she was bullied. And she says that she even contemplated suicide. And she started to go into depression. This kind of carried over in her marriage. And unfortunately, her husband left her in 2016. He had actually left her several times before. But in 2016, it was for the the final time. She ended up going back to school, though, earning a degree, and she realized that everything that she had been through was not for nothing. And she got closer to Jesus, and it was her relationship with Christ that made her realize that she should not be ashamed of her story. It was time for her to share the truths about her struggling marriage, about challenges with her faith, about battles with depression and suicide attempts, and trusting the process of grief. It was actually at the recommendation of her therapist that she watched The Call to Courage by Brene Brown and learned about the power of vulnerability. So in 2019, uh, she launched her podcast, which is called The Absence of Her. It's actually in memory of her mom who passed away. And in that podcast, she shares truths about her childhood and, you know, growing up and into an adult. She talks about being sexually abused, um, living with the spirit of rejection, grief, and issues facing women today. What I love about Everett Maxine is that she promotes the need for being mentally healthy. She believes that she has not survived all of this just for herself, but actually for the purpose to help others. So let's listen to Everett Maxine today, and I'll come in at the end to wrap us up. The way I see it, if you want the rainbow, you got to put up with the rain. Dolly Parton. Life. It has so much to offer us in abundance, and we are taught to get the best out of life. We should organize vision boards, set goals, and exercise any opportunity 
to utilize the gifts God has blessed us with. But what happens when those promising plans are interrupted by a process some have encountered, but many were introduced to in 2020? Grief. Grief. Not just those moments when we dress nicely, sit quietly, and close the casket, but the real snot nose, panicky breathing, crying out to God moments. Those moments of grief we hide from others because we don't want them to think we are weak in faith if we show a moment of weakness. Even though the word teaches us that it is in our weakness that God can use us best, that in our vulnerability, he has the opportunity to enter into us. 2 Corinthians 12, 9 through 10. But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Dear listeners, it is during the hardest times that we witness Christ to be the greatest. It was at my mother's funeral in 2018 that I said, your reaction to your test is a reflection of your faith. I consider loss to be a test of who we actually consider to be our provider, a test of knowing who is our comforter, and that we can be comforted if we submit ourselves to God with a renewed mind. I like the quote by Dolly because it is true. To experience the beauty of a rainbow, we must experience the rain. To experience the true beauty of God, We must go through some life interruptions that force us to align with God's plans outside of our own. If we never had life interruptions, if we never experienced loss, would we ever seek God? Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 4. There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to uproot. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. God clearly says in his word, that there will be a time to weep and to mourn. So stop letting the enemy play mind games with you and tell you that you're suffering alone. The way I see it, losing opens the door to gain. So in your moment of grief, ask God, what are you to learn from the experience? And what are you to gain? Because it is true. There is purpose for your pain. I find it interesting 
that to bring about newness and growth, there is always water. We must have rain for the rainbows. The soil must receive water for the crops to grow. Baptism in water is a symbol of new life. For a baby to come, the water must break. Our bodies are made of and need water. After a good cry, we feel a sense of relief. Most importantly, Christ is our living water, as in John 4.14. But whoever drinks of the water that I will give him shall never thirst. But the water that I will give him will become in him a well of water springing up to eternal life. Denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance are all stages of grief. As believers, we're not exempt from the stages in which loss may take us through. Denial. You can't acknowledge the fact that your loved one is deceased and that it's real and being unable to acknowledge your reality leads to anger. Psalm 34, 18 says the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Anger is an emotion when tied to grief can last an indefinite amount of time. It depends on your will to allow God to be your comforter and to seek him even during your dark days. In therapy, I learned that anger is a secondary emotion meaning it is the result of something else. A lot of times, unhealed hurt and pain. When we're filled with anger, we begin to bargain about the situation, finding someone to blame, even at times ourselves. Bargaining. It's not just a stage in grief, but something we may often do unintentionally. Lord, if you heal them, I will do better about attending church. Lord, if I will. When all God wants from us is to use our free will to say we will. This stage can lead you down a spiraling path because we expect God to answer our request the way we want it, when we want it. And when that doesn't happen, We begin to doubt God. The doubt and sadness can lead to depression. Depression. Once we feel disconnected from God because the miracle we wanted didn't happen, it makes us question our beliefs in God's power. God knows our expiration date before we even existed and dealing with reality can be hard. But we must continue to seek God for comfort. Once we disconnect from our source of healing and power, it gives the enemy room to creep in. And once the enemy has your mind, he has the ability to take control over your spirit. Depression is not just sadness. It deeply affects your mental health. 1 Thessalonians 4 13 through 14. Brothers and sisters, we do not want you to be ignorant about those who sleep in death, so that you do not grieve like the rest of mankind who have no hope. For we believe that Jesus died and rose again, 
So we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him. Do you trust God? Acceptance. For a believer during this stage of grief, we have accepted that the transition is God's will and that he has the ultimate control of death and life. To accept it is necessary to submit. It is in our submission to Christ that he can best help us and grant us understanding. 2 Corinthians 5 and 8. We are confident, I say, and we prefer to be away from the body and at home with the Lord. God's ability to work is increased within our weakness. As Ecclesiastes 3 says, there is a time to laugh and a time to dance. Just as the spring season changes to summer, so will your weeping change to laughing. What we have once enjoyed, we can never lose. All that we love deeply becomes a part of us. Helen Keller. I am Everett Maxine, the host of the Absence of Her podcast, and you have just heard an excerpt from my most recent series, My God, Grief. Everett Maxine, thank you so much for sharing your story and a little bit about what you've learned. I just want to say that just listening to it again today has really, really inspired me through a difficult time. And God is so good because it's not a coincidence that it is this particular week that we are airing your episode on our podcast today because I so needed to hear it. And I know so many others do in this time. So thank you so much for being vulnerable, for being like an open book, because I know that isn't easy. And I know that not everyone can do it, but you are doing it. And I know that you're doing it for those who can't. And I know that you are inspiring so many. I am just so honored that you took the time to be on our podcast today. So everyone, I hope that you will take some time and look up Everett Maxine and her podcast, which is called The Absence of Her. I will link all of her information in the description of this podcast. So you can just click there and find her very quickly. But she is on Twitter at Everett Maxine. She's on Facebook. You can just search I am Everett Maxine. And she has a YouTube channel, Everett Maxine, all that into addition to her podcast and more. But we'll make sure to link all the information. I really hope This podcast was inspiring to you today. If you are going through any kind of grief, I want you to know that you are not alone. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this today. And if you think that someone else in your life or friend or family member could benefit from hearing today's podcast, would you consider sharing it with them? And as always, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, make sure you do that. We don't want to miss when a new episode comes out. It's been so great talking with you today. I hope you have a great rest of your day. I'm Jamie Crozier, and this is Organized Like a Pro.